you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL Podcast. Doesn't care too much about what others think. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I come to you from a virtual room filled with some heroes. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. You know, this was one of the great, like, shots of my uh, career occurred um, on Tuesday night doing... My assignment, which I've been doing since 2012, writing Hard Knocks review. Ricky, do you have the clip from Hard Knocks this week? I'm really not satisfied. I want a lot more. That guy's going to blow up this year. Mark my words. Take him in your fantasy drafts. I'll go with a guy who has it, um, C.D. Lamb. <laughs> yes, uh, that was the old Zeuser's voice talking about C.D. Lamb, and it was a uh, taken from the Around the NFL broadcast. And it was Mark in the shot and Connie in the shot and Greg not in the shot. Uh, so let's just break it down there. Um, mm-hmm. Very cool that ATN made hard knocks. That felt like a real career achievement. Greg, I do feel bad about the timing of it uh, because you're not someone who takes a lot of vacation. That was that, that one show. Yeah, never show. will uh, never will visit my parents again. <laughs> um, that half of. That's second on Hard Knocks. I think it'll. It's just the first of many, though. Um, you, you, you know. I think it's great. Don't, you know, you, you got the, you got the big talk. You got the vocal. You know, you got the words out there. That's the big spot. So next time we'll, we'll be back on that again. I, I don't want to be like the, like. Um, I saw someone in your mentions very upset. Like they weren't on it. That's a bad. That's a bad look. Who is someone? Just a, a street, a person off the street. Someone else? No, within our company on the talent oh. side. Um, because Patrick Claybon, another friend oh, of yeah. the show, he, had a nice got, like, cameo. Really on as it on well. it he like got the camera. Yeah. Not only did Claybon get um, on the show, he was actually because he was on the scene at camp, and they had the tight shot on Claybon's beautiful face. I mean, the guy, I mean, handsome man. It's almost annoying how good looking Patrick is. In addition to nice and smart and good at his job, but uh, I'm in the weeds. 
awesome. The Claybone's there. Someone else at the company that works for the company that was at that camp has yet to get on the show. I have to ask you, Dan, your reaction. Let's get Jane on the show. Get Jane Slater on the show, Hard Knocks Producers. I mean, we're going to bring it up. It's true. She's been covering them. You want if you're if you're covering them, you're looking for that shot where you like ask the question at the press. Let's get Jane on, too. We'll we'll ask her like how mad she actually is. I want to find that out. Uh, What's that, Mark? Well, no, I was just going to say, you know, you have been extremely pro Hard Knocks. Um, I have been. If anything, milk toast in my reaction to Hard Knocks from its inception. <laughs> what if they had grabbed a soundbite where I happened to be saying something about CeeDee Lamb Ooh. with you sitting there and not saying a word? What would have happened to what would have, what would how would we have handled that? I we think would that not would have be been talking a, a, about this right now. It would be no, it would it wouldn't not be part of the, the show. show. It, wouldn't it would be up. like when the NFL Network did a commercial uh, of around the NFL <laughs> and Dan d- didn't have a speaking line in that commercial and he immediately complained about it. I never That's complained to anyone outside of you guys. But that wasn't believed. By <laughs> well, suddenly there was here. a new ad like a fortnight later. So I, it's, maybe it was just <laughs> mystical powers. But I will say this, Mark. How does it that had to be a bit bittersweet for you because it is the show you hate more than any other show in the world. So for your face to be on, it had to be something like it's cool that I'm mm. out there. But I also I hate this show so much. Well, I, 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 number one, I don't hate it. But my dislike for it certainly lessens when they're featuring me on it. I'm, just, I'm cozying up to it. Um, I'm going to watch it again. It's a good product. Maybe they're listening show. to this podcast and they're like, we know how to get Sessler. Smart. You know, let's go Rams. Invite me to some games. Bring me into your luxury suites. You know, everything will start to change. Um, coming up. on, So that was cool, though. That was very cool. You know what else is cool? Connor Orr. That's our buddy. He hasn't been on the show in a minute. He will be on the, on the show today when we uh, unveil team slogans for the 2021 seasons. Uh, season so that's going to be a lot of fun uh but before that let's do some news i have a uh, big legal file full of uh newspaper articles of why i was breaking up with the cincinnati Bengals about 10 or 15 years ago you broke up with the team yourself yeah well i feel like they kind of left me at the altar and gave me no choice if they're not going to love me why would i love them back so they, they i don't want to be charlie brown and you ran yeah i'm not going to be you the charlie brown me? <laughs> oh man, it's so good to hear Wes's voice, uh, and uh, that of course ties back to the major development earlier this week when he told the story about uh, Chris Wessling's divorcing the Bengals dossier that Lakeisha rescued out of a uh, trash bin at NFL Network headquarters uh, last week. And uh, yes, we wondered. We talked about it on the show, Greg. Like, when did we even start talking about? The dossier. We brought it up for the first time in forever last week, and it, it ended up being a faithful reference. Uh, but it, way back, it was indeed the first year of this show in 2013. Mm. Yeah, I, one of our listeners pointed out it should have been around October 13th. He found a, a tweet of yours, and uh, we'll have a nice little, a nice little ending to our show here. Our listeners can can wait for a little callback there. I was saying, I said to Erica. Uh, uh, yesterday, it was just so nice to hear Wes's voice. I don't think we've played his voice on the show since uh, since he passed, so I- I'm sure the listeners enjoy that as well. And as Greg said, we'll play a little bit of a longer clip of Wes talking about his dossier at the end of today's show. All right, let's get to the news. Um, let's start with some crushing injury news for my beloved New York Jets. It surrounds Carl Lawson. Unblockable in 
training camp, uh, in other organized team activities. He seemed to be the guy that was going to break, yes, that streak. The Jets have not had a big-time premier pass rusher since John Abraham left in 2006. And uh, Lawson was going to be that guy and be the key for Robert Sala's defense. Well, I don't think so anymore because Lawson, during a joint practice with the Green Bay Packers, uh, heard a pop in his Achilles, carted off the field. Uh, we're waiting as the as we record this for the results of that MRI, but it does not sound good. So Lawson signs a three-year, $45 million contract in free agency, and uh, it looks like his first year with the Jets might not ever get off the ground, and I am dead inside. Such a bummer. Yeah. I mean, you look at like the- I don't want to be around anymore. Stop it, Africa. <laughs> It is because I don't know. Like I loved this signing when it happened. I loved everything I I, I heard about him this uh, training camp and off season. I thought he was undervalued as much money as they paid him. I thought it was going to be one of those free agent deals that ends up being even better than you think. As we're taping this, as you mentioned, Dan, we are still waiting for final word. Usually these things don't go well when they think it's going in a certain direction. I I tried to ask around, and I I think there was some question whether there could be a, a better scenario than than worst case but we'll see and it's a killer for them because I, I think they need that defensive line to make up for the secondary it's like and him specifically right you're he was such a key your coverage is going to be as good i think as your front end or vice versa and we know the back end of the jets defense has problems so they needed the front line to make up for it and and if Lawson is out for the year, that that's going to be a lot tougher. And you give Joe Douglas credit because he put a lot of money into Lawson to solve that eternal pass rushing void. But he's put a lot of money into C.J. Mosley, too. There's been terrible luck with these big name players that they brought in to alter their defense. And, you know, when they talk about Achilles, a lot of times, like, you know, I saw a tweet from someone who is an on-field trainer that says, you know right away. You'll go get the MRI, but... It rolls yeah, up. An, the Achilles it, rolls yeah, up. Yeah, you, just, you, you it. just, you know. And so... I imagine they do, and it's, uh, you know, I know that you have to do these practices, we have to do these preseason games, but I start more and more to side with these coaches that just keep their star players out of as much action as possible. It's tougher for the Jets. They're learning a new scheme. Uh, you know, Lawson's in a new scheme. What are you going to do, though? You, it's impossible. You can't, you can't not practice. I'm not saying that. I just, the one thing that I find annoying for a specifically like a hard, hard-bitten Jets fan base is that you're sort of waiting around for killer news to arrive before week one. And it just seems like every couple of days there's one of these. And, uh, you know, I, yes, you have to practice, but last year there was a lot less of this and it was fine. Sheldon uh, Rankins was carted off too, but there wasn't less injuries. In fact, I, I hate, I don't want to spit in the sky as your mom would say, Dan. Um, but I was thinking how this training camp has been thankfully devoid of a lot of major injuries. So was the first week of the preseason. And, I, I am a little more of the school in terms of even playing pre- preseason players like the Patriots and some other teams do that. It's like it's foot. Ultimately, you have to play football to like play football. And whether it happens now or in week one or week three, like it, it's terrible for the the team and for the player. And there's there's no way to avoid it. I I do think there's there's something to the fact of like the way the players train and how muscular and big they are now. Maybe that does lead to more of these types of injuries than used to happen in the seventies and eighties, which if you go look at the numbers, it, you really, there really are, but that's, that's something you can't avoid. I don't know what you do about that. Um, no, it, it's, it's not 
fun being a Jets fan. And I'm not going to turn this into a pity party, but it's Sheldon just Rankins like, was also carted off today too, and he's a guy with an injury history uh, who they're hoping to start. Uh, it didn't sound as serious, but he did have a right. a pretty serious, possibly serious injury. I just too. I don't know, man. It's just like sometimes it just makes you wonder. It's it's just how does it always happen to the Jets? And and he did and. Joe Douglas was not responsible responsible for the uh, C.J. Mosley signing. That was Mike McCagnin, but it was the same deal where Mike uh, C.J. Mosley signed this big contract, came over from the Ravens, was the star of training camp, was absolutely dominating in his first game in week one and then popped his groin and missed the entire year with it and then opted out last year, and it's just been like, okay, so that didn't work. Lawson, same thing, dominant throughout training camp. For him now to go, it... Every Jet fan knows that your the ceiling on your season, which already wasn't high necessarily, just went down um, significantly because he was kind of the Jenga piece of everything Sal is trying to do, and they'll be trying to play catch up all year as a result. So I just I'm pissed. Curious to see Mosley. By the way, we haven't mentioned CJ Mosley in a long time. I am curious to see him this year. This was one of one of the best inside linebackers in the league at one point, and he will be playing on this Jets team. So I am curious. He he could give them a little bit of a boost there. Uh, one star of the Jets past that I'd also didn't work out is Jamal Adams. He has now signed a new contract with the Seattle Seahawks. This went down a little earlier in the week. It's four years, $70 million. Very good money uh, for Adams, who uh, is now, as expected, the highest paid safety um, in the NFL. Um, and it is not, I guess it's not at the level money wise as the true superstars, um, might get, but that's a, 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 I guess a product of his position and it doesn't really matter. Ultimately the Seahawks needed to get this guy back on the field and now he's there and he's paid and they can go forward. Like there's like a lot of negative reaction to this, uh, that you know, I, I get that Jamal Adams, um, is a little ponderous and, you know, seems to always be talking about money, but that's also like 98% of the players in my book. But He's getting paid less than Darius Leonard, as we mentioned on our network show, who got $20 million a year. And like everyone glowed over that, year, that deal and looks at the Colts' front office, his forward thinking. And yes, I get the Seahawks were kind of jammed into this. That's the part I don't like, is that they kind of just got stuck into this thing where, let's say he had uh, declined last year. I think they still would have been kind of hamstrung to overpay him. But he made a big difference on the field last year. It's like, this is a great player if he's put in the right position. I, I, I don't hate the contract. It's not that much money for someone who could be the center of their defense. Well, safeties are underpaid. I, I thought they had a good team-friendly contract. If you really look at the true guarantees, it's closer to $20 million. I mean, it, it's actually almost shocking how little it is compared to some of the tackles that signed. Like, Nate Solder had a much better contract than Jamal Adams signing with the Giants years ago. Uh, safeties just do not get paid. There's a lot of good safeties who are about to become free agents, Tyron Matthew, Jesse Bates, Harrison Smith, Marcus May, and they're going to all slot in probably under Jamal Adams. So I, I think it's a good bargain. He's a unique player who I think has a coaching staff too who will know how to use him and kind of max him out the next few years. In other injury news, bad injury news, no injury news is good injury news, Tevin Jenkins, the second-round draft pick of the Chicago Bears who's slated to be there starting left tackle, well, he is probably done for the year after uh, lingering back issues have now led to back surgery. 
and the Bears hope to have him back this season, but that could be op- overly optimistic. And now the team is scrambling uh, to find a replacement. Jason Peters, the longtime, and I say longtime tackle of the Eagles, who was on the street turning 40 in January. He has been added to the roster as a potential uh, fill-in, uh, but the Bears will be scrambling now, especially after deciding not to bring back Charles Leno, the uh, incumbent tackle of a year ago. Bad news for Chicago. Wait, they cut Leno, who played every snap practically the last handful of years at a solid enough level, and he was at a below-market contract. It didn't make sense at the time. We first guessed that one. Like I, we talked about that. They're like, why? Why are they cutting Charles Leno exactly? Like you want to have an extra tackle, and a lot of times after the draft, you slot in these rookies. You're just like, okay, that problem's set. Uh, you know, there, there's our second round pick, left tackle solved. It's like it doesn't a he might not play that well, and then b something like this could happen. And it felt like an unforced error considering the other guys that they're paying a lot of money, like Jimmy Graham on this roster. I'm with you. It's like you definitely. I think you need to see tackles over the course of their at least their first season to get a really good picture of who they are. And this was a player with known back issues. They trade up for him. The back issues of a different variety now um, show up. I think it's super concerning. Like, yeah, he probably won't play this year, but in general, like back issues for a tackle um, don't, you know, that's not something that's going to just fade away in five minutes. Like the Bears have done some very questionable things. I think Justin Fields helped them out hugely from a Q rating angle, but that front office is lucky to still be around. wonder if this makes them more worried about playing fields or you could say less because you want a mobile quarterback at some point. I mean, it shouldn't really have an impact, but it, I, you know, if I'm a Justin Fields fan, I'm a little concerned about it. I'd always be more worried about playing Andy Dalton, but I hear you. <laughs> it's fair. And happy trails to Tim Tebow cut loose by, the Jacksonville Jaguars, so that was a thing, and now it's no longer a thing. And also Josh Rosen, the former number 10 overall pick uh, a couple of years back, who was not playing well with the 49ers and couldn't even win the third-string backup job. So two former first-round pick picks head into the sunset. That is what's happening in the news. Hey, you guys. What? Um, I actually have Lil Jordan Humphrey like on the line. He's like, here what little right jay now? little jay in the house our guy okay you're joking no like right now i'm gonna put him in okay oh ricky look at you ricky all right. all right here we go wow this is exciting excellent work ricky now joining us the new orleans saints wide receiver former texas star wide receiver and now he's looking to make a big impact in the nfl lil jordan humphrey welcome to the around the nfl podcast Lil jordan Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Okay, so, all right, so this podcast is stupid sometimes, and we, we fall <laughs> down these wormholes that we struggle to dig out of. And um, as, as you see, perhaps right now, um, I'm Dan, that's Mark, that's Greg. Those are three of the most boring white guy names imaginable. <laughs> and then there's little Jordan Humphrey, who to me has the best name in the NFL going right now and did the research. Your mom gave it to you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Your mom gave you the name. It's not a nickname. It's a full name. Because your older brother said, name him Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your mom's like, well, let's slow down. Let's pump the brakes on an MJ situation. Lil Jordan it is. Is that all check out or is Wikipedia failing me? Uh, that's correct. That's correct. All right, cool. So, like, do you go by Lil Jordan? or What do your teammates call you? I'm just out of curiosity. Let's start there. I mean, I go by Lil Jordan, LJ. Most people call me LJ because, uh, you know, it just – 
I get the question all the time. That's your real name. That's your real name. Everybody thinks <laughs> right. it's a nickname, but I just go by LJ to keep it short and simple, you know. But um, yeah, Lil Jordan, my real name. I, I I love to go by that, but I just keep it, you know what I mean, normal. Do you yeah. run into trouble, let's say, if you were like, you know, applying for like a lease car or maybe if you at some point were looking to get a job and had to write little Jordan in like the very official boxed piece of paper, are they saying, what's going on here with this? Uh, I mean, luckily I haven't had to like fill out any job applications for that. You know what I mean? And I can deal with <laughs> right? that. But um, uh, other than that, like I, I don't run into any problems. I just look at it. I show my ID, you know, and just it's an easy process. Uh, but as long as ID is, it's gotta be for a name. I mean, you could you could take it two ways. Like you, you your name's little Jordan Humphrey. You got to carry that on your shoulders. You know, right. like you right. could either back down or you could become like a UT legend and and be making this Saints team. <laughs> so you, it must it must have given you something to, to live up to. Facts, it did. It definitely did. I mean, I guess it's just that mother inspiration. You know, what I mean, she think she saw something special in me when she had me. So hey, you know. So did, so did your mom start to get worried when you kept growing? Because this is the thing that's really been tripping me up, the six foot four thing. Yeah. And it's like everybody wants to be tall. Every guy wants to be tall. We don't all get to be speak, tall. Speak for yourself. I'm loving <laughs> five five. Look at my happy life. Beautiful wife, like great career. It it suits me. Greg, so Greg yourself. always wanted to be five and a half feet tall, but everybody else wants to be six four. <laughs> and you are. So at any point, did it ever cross your mind? Um, maybe I need to make a modification here. And again, it's a little tricky because it's not a nickname. It's a birth name and it's from your mom. But once you go 5'10", 5'11", 6, yeah. 1, 2, did it ever cross your mind? Maybe it's time to mix it up or did you like the the kind of Big the yin and yang of it all? <laughs> uh, I mean, I never really thought about it like that. Um, I, know. I mean, I just I got kicked and taller, but I was like, it's my name. So like, I'm never going, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I just never thought about it like that. We're stu- we're so stupid. It um, is you're- like that's the thing. Like, why can't we just focus on the Saints wide receiver battle? Why do I keep getting hung up on the name? And um, so, any any adjustments like large large Jordan Humphrey or not so lil no. uh, Jordan Humphrey? There's also one. What if it was kept lil Jordan Humphrey? Open parenthetical. Who's actually six foot four? Close parenthetical. Nah, yeah, I'm good on that. You know? All right, I give up. <laughs> it is. You it's just, a, it's just, in all reality, it's just a name. You know what I mean? Just it's a little different, but um, hopefully, you know what I'm saying. I can, I do, I do enough just so like it, it becomes uh, a normal thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. I know. I'm sorry we're dwelling on it. I, I, I I'm gonna try to move on. I am actually curious, um, little Jordan, LJ, um. Mm-hmm about this saints wide receiver room, it's kind of a weird, at least from our perspective with the saints right now, it's kind of a, an unusual off season in that there are so many question marks when they've been so locked and loaded the last mm-hmm. few years. And one thing that stands out is um, you are an uh, undrafted uh, player. There are seven of you, I believe that are fighting for big time reps uh, in that wide receiver room. Everybody knows Michael Thomas and that he's dealing with the ankle surgery, but there seems to be a real opportunity here for you to really uh, make an impact in your third season here? Yeah, I mean, um, it's a great opportunity, honestly. I'm just trying to seize that. And um, just by going out there, working every day, competing, and hopefully, I, you know, I'll find a spot on this team, the squad. Right. The, it, you entered such a crazy situation. You know, you, you get to be there for the last year of Drew Brees. Now it's like a 
you know, a different quarterback room, although Jameis Winston and, and Taysom Hill were there before, but now they're battling for the lead spot. What I just got to be curious as a longtime um, believer in Jameis Winston, what is that guy like uh, in the locker room? Like as your quarterback, as one of the, as one of the <laughs> leaders on this team now, I mean, great guy. Um, you know, somebody you can talk to about anything. Um, he's going to, he's going to lead you in the right direction. Uh, he's also going to have fun with it. So, um, I mean, I, he, he's a guy that you, you want as a quarterback. And same with Taysom. Like, I, I don't know. It's going to be a hard decision for Coach to make that. You know what I mean? So, what if uh, what if Jameis tries to eat the W again in the pregame huddle? <laughs> like, th- would he lose the team if he did it? Or would people like that? Like, oh, cool callback, man. We're, we're in on it. We're, we're, we're I, doubt it. I doubt he'll lose the team. You know, um, <laughs> that's just him. You know what I mean? He's different about how he approaches things. And, yeah. Um, you, you can't knock him for it because he brings energy when he does uh, the way he does his thing. So, um, I mean, I, I doubt I doubt that he'll lose a team. I think he just brings <laughs> some energy, bring a few chuckles, loosen people up and stuff. So, yeah. I know also at Texas that you um you were a poet. You wrote a couple of um, poems that went, I would call viral, semi-viral. Uh, yeah. What kind of poem will the Saints write this season in your mind? Ooh, mm. That's a good question, mm. Mark. Whoa, that's mm-hmm. What kind of poem? Uh, hopefully, a great one. Honestly, um, I feel like we got the tools to do to have a great season. We just gotta, you know, what I mean, keep working, try to get better during this training camp, and you know, just leave, uh, just trust in coach's plan, uh, the coach's plan, and execute it at the best of our abilities. And I think we'll be fine. What was your poetry style? Because I, I know Mark must must have done this where he just saw that and felt the kinship. He is definitely the the poet. He he would love to go viral with a poem. It hasn't quite <laughs> happened for him yet. Like how did it he is do not? It? <laughs> I couldn't tell you the poem style. Um it's been a minute. I think I wrote it what, 2017, 2018. Um, but I just like to write sometimes, you know. Uh just get my get get my mind on some clear my mind on the paper. So yeah, uh uh, I don't have a specific style. Let's say that. <laughs> well, Lil Jordan, thank you for joining us. And I would like to make an announcement for anyone listening. Now that we have asked the line of questioning about his name, moratorium, no one asks LJ about his name any longer. It is what it is. He's not changing it. Put he it likes bed. it. He loves his mom. Get off his back. Let not him start on the football field. <laughs> uh, LJ Humphrey, Lil Jordan, thank you, buddy, and uh, best of luck this season. Good luck. Um, thank, thank you. you so Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Look at Richard coming through with the booking. There he goes. <laughs> Lil Jordan, LJ, and Erica. Props to Erica. I was kind of joking, to be quite honest with you, when I said, let's get Lil Jordan Humphrey on the show, and then uh, he shows up and you roll with the punches. That was fun. Yeah, thanks. The email I had to send a booking for like why we wanted him. I was like, um, yeah, he really seemed interested. to be curious if like we were joking too for for a chunk of it, but he was a good sport. Well, I think five questions into the name origin, um, he probably figured out we weren't going to go in too many other directions with him. <laughs> yes, he was indeed a good sport. Speaking of good sports, uh, we have another guest now, and he he is. Uh, the honorary mayor of Minot, South Dakota. North Dakota? South Dakota. North Dakota? Maybe he could help us out. And he is a longtime friend of the show, former colleague. Let's welcome him back. He's in the best shape of his life. Connor Orr, welcome back to uh, the Around the NFL podcast. What's up, buddy? And is it North or South Dakota? I know you know. Minot, North Dakota, right? There you go. 
Oh, sh- wait. You don't know either. Ricky! <laughs> oh, you are the, you're the honor. You, you are the mayor in waiting. What? How would you... It's it's North Dakota. You know, okay. I have, like, that inability to... You can convince me of anything. And so, like, when Dan had expressed doubt at the beginning, I was like... <laughs> like, I have the Frisbee sitting right behind me that I think says North Dakota on it. And, uh, you know, but... Yes. I don't even know what... I typed in my naughty North Dakota. What are you... Can you spell it? That's a it? whole different uh, place. Oh, predated Ricky, I guess. What is or it? Or she wasn't paying attention during yeah, that Yeah, there's a solid, like, 87% of our listenership that's probably not familiar with Minot, but it's, like, one of the most important uh, cities in the country. Minot is a city in North Dakota, and um, for those not in the know, Connor once built a Madden franchise, or was it a college football franchise? Whatever it was for EA Sports, his video games that he loves so much, and um, talked about it on the show, and then... Minot got all hot in the pants and sent a bunch of swag to us, and I think they gave Connor the key to the city. I, it got pretty wild. The key to the city never showed up, and uh, it led to like this long, festering conspiracy that, <laughs> um, like, I think at the time I was mad at Greg, and I just thought he was keeping it and not giving it to me. <laughs> and so, like, for a long time, I was just like, God, this guy is just like... You know, plays dirty. Uh, what, I really want this thing to What facts did you have to suggest? Like that, nothing, that's, nothing okay. to support. Based on it. zero. Uh, yeah. All right, um, Greg. This is the chance to <laughs> take it out and make make the wrong right. Yeah, I do remember that that time that Connor was was mad at me um, during his entire employment at the NFL. It was good. <laughs> the Greg manager phase. So many uh, exciting times. But Connor. Um, forget about Minot. Let's not forget about it. It's part of the show's history. We love Minot. But let's now spin forward. What is up with you, buddy? How you doing? Uh, what's going on? Are you are you are you professionally fulfilled? Are you personally fulfilled? Uh, take us through it all. Everything is uh, everything's great. You know, uh, Sports Illustrated is great. The football preview issue hits stands in a week from now, which I think everybody should uh, should go buy. And our the MMQB podcast is a lot of fun. Uh, and, and we've we've gotten a lot of crossover listeners, which has been awesome. Like we we've gotten emails from a lot of people from ATN that have bounced over there, and uh, and so that's been really cool. Um, hopefully, we haven't lost them. You're saying that they're listening to both. You haven't pulled them. <laughs> I've made them all sign agreements uh, <laughs> saying that they'll only listen to one podcast, which I so, Wait, that's you, Jenny? Is Breer involved with this? It's me, Burp. Jenny, and our uh, our senior editor, Gary Gramling, okay. uh, is, makes up the MMQB podcast. I think uh, uh, Albert has a, uh, a show, a YouTube show now. So no, it's we're trying to, to appeal to the that, kids. Think, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So let me ask you this before we get into it, because fun seg, we're going to come up with team slogans. Um, heading into the 2021 season with Connor's help. But to me, at least if you're in our age range, and Connor, you're younger, but you're still, I think, fit under this. When you were going through J school and you had your dreams of being a big uh, sports writer, the holy grail was, are you writing the cover story, the gamer for the Super Bowl for SI? Is that a possibility for Connor or as we kind of look forward? Maybe I don't know about Ooh. this year, but maybe in the next five years. Do you think you're on a path where you might write the Sports Illustrated gamer for the Super Bowl? Um, oh, is boy. it possible? I I would say this: uh, the the two people who do it now, Greg Bishop and Jenny Vrentis, are both. Uh, very young and very incredible, and the work that they've put mm. into that um, is is staggering. And so I would say that, like, 
I, I would jump at the chance to uh, to do it one day, uh, but I, I I don't know where I fall in, in the lineage. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to be born in the right royal birth order, and uh, mm. I seem to have gotten wedged in there. But I will I will say I've gotten to help uh, a couple times, like uh, and and contribute some stuff, which uh, which was very cool. And uh, yeah, I mean just. The amount of work that they do on that is 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 staggering. I mean, Jenny, Jenny's sort of a mentor to you, Connor. So it would be you kind of having to take your mentor and throw her under the bus to get the assignment, which is dirty. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think they're both young and and trusting. I, I know them both a little bit, so I think they'd be susceptible to foul play. <laughs> Just saying. The thought has crossed. Yeah, I mean, the thought to to sort of you know Frank Underwood the whole thing has occurred to me, um, and it's just something that I'm keeping yeah. in my back pocket. I've I've lived the first nope. half of my life as sort of a as sort of a quiet guy, but I, that that exists inside all of us somewhere. That's Greg, our former manager, talking about how he has scouted who is vulnerable, who could be manipulated. Let's get into it. Do you have the key to the city, Greg? <laughs> what about the producer that took about? our stitcher? Does she have it? I mean, oh, that would um, be troubling. That was yeah. I think she was gone. She was gone by then. Did what? Did they promise you a key to the city and say they, they were going to send was it? Mailed. They said it was mailed to Culver City, um, and mm. it was never forwarded to me. I the only reason I think I got some of the other stuff that was sent to me is I happened to be in the office on like. That one time a year I would show up to re-sign my contract when a giant that giant box came. And uh like I got like tank tops, uh I got a koozie, <laughs> I got pens, I got a frisbee that was behind me, and uh like pretzels. Uh like vanilla icing coated oh, yeah, pretzels, were which were just ridiculously good. Yeah. Just to let you know our mailroom, um there are there are anecdotes of our mailroom. Dan knows a couple of stories where they have um hardcore flagged Packages that have arrived and they've never really gotten to. Well, they've um, ended the, careers. They've Certain ended careers. They've never. Yeah. Maybe they saw. You know what? Who is this? This NFL scribe receiving a giant gold or silver key? Um, we're sending this straight to your higher boss above Greg, who no longer is with the company. <laughs> that right. also checks out. Yeah. Let's get to it. Team <laughs> slogans for 2021. Connor, um, we're going to go through them. We're going to just kind of cycle through teams, and if you. This is I sent a text to the boys yesterday, and I, I laid it out like this. You could have one slogan, five, 12, 32. And we're just going to rip through the teams. And when you have a slogan, let me know. Okay? And we'll do it that way. And let's start in the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills. I'll get us going. Uh, Cole Beasley does not represent the views of the Buffalo Bills ownership or related properties. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're like over ninety percent. That's long. That's long for a slogan. But uh, I did notice, you know, their their left tackle Dion Dawkins, who um, was in the hospital with COVID, he was partially vaccinated. Maybe the highest paid player on their team, other than Josh Allen, I, I think, and you know, one of their best players. And said he not to take go too serious, but he was worried he might die. Um, and so. They asked him about Cole Beasley, and, and and it's a it's a tricky thing. And he he was he was he played it pretty cool. He's like, you know, I, I respect what anyone uh, wants to have their own wishes, but I am so thankful uh, that I was partially vaccinated, or I might have died. You wonder if like they these things. What does come partially up. mean? Was he in between he had, jabs, or did he just not yeah, get the? Yeah, he one? he got the jab at the start of training camp, like a lot of players did once they got sort it. of were compelled to, uh, and got COVID days later, or almost like immediately later. I feel like um, the the jab thing has become very 
commonplace now, and I don't like. Does anybody else not like that? And they say like, "You got the jab." Yeah, I don't, I don't like say it. Either. The jab. Oh, I can't. Yeah, it I makes me very. That's literally the first time yeah. I've ever said that. And yeah. I, even as I was saying it, I was like, "I'm not going to say that ever again." It's in headlines now. It's like Falcons hundred percent jabbed. I didn't want to take it too serious the there, but that felt like like a weird, wild story. Like there, there are two of your biggest leaders on your offense. Like I, I, you do wonder what kind of conversations happen in cases like that because they all had to have been pretty worried that. Deion Dawkins is laid up in a hospital worried that he might die. A mere 31 more teams to get through. (laughs) Up next, the New England Patriots. Anybody got one? Did not do it. Good job, guys. We're that. flying right now. I, well, I didn't know. Why would we go through all 32 teams? I thought. Why I didn't not? Know, uh, it's, every, well, let, well, you know what? It's 32 teams, teams here. You right. got. When one teams shows up, it's a beautiful treat. Yeah. I was workshopping one that I that I tossed out that I could just throw out there. Yes, um, please. Sure. Just, just like now back to uh, like now featuring the original recipe or like now back to the original recipe. <laughs> yeah, or something that like sounds that. good. You know, because it's like now they are once again like a boring plotting offense with like a uh like a, a quarterback who does nothing but release the ball on time and you know and everybody seems to love it you know my mine would be more yeah like something directed towards the fans just from the team just being like saying don't cheer too loud when we bench cam everyone thinks we're racist <laughs> so that would be my slogan like yeah mine is that, kind of the voice of the fans mac jones that's more like it <laughs> all right dolphins anybody dolphins i got double the ocs always oh, a gc little john gonzalez <laughs> inside baseball callback john Ronald gonzalez Good born March 12 1977 is an american sports writer who's married to nfl media broadcaster colleen wolf john who's a pisces resides in los angeles with his wife and two dogs gc good call john gonzalez colleen's husband's been trying to get that off the ground for about oh i don't know 15 years in our circle it's it's gotten off the ground um, up next, the New York Jets. I have mm. one for the Jets. What do you got? Um, once you go Zach, you never go back. Ooh. <laughs> After today, I kind of feel like it could be like, oh, man, it's happening again. Uh, stop. That, that's the I, slogan. <laughs> tough, tough day. I don't really. This, I can't believe it. Yeah, I think we... I, I don't know what the slogan is, but I do like uh, here in New York, like it's happening right before our eyes where they're positing they're 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 juxtaposing Robert Sala and Joe Judge. And like Robert Sala is like this wonderfully calm yeah. uh, Zen human. And then Joe Judge is like screaming at everybody um, and yelling at everybody. And he has not backed down from that at all. And he's like, yeah, I don't yell at my players. And and that has kind of continued. And it has been sort of the best. So like the slogan would almost be like best head coaching fight since yeah. like Rex and Tom Coughlin, you know, where mm. it's like, we used to have that fun dynamic where it was like uh, polar opposites. And I feel like we're, we're back there again, which is or just like, enjoyable. look at big blue, you know, if, if nothing else, I think they, they are the team you want to be right now in New York, the jets. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm still so um, brokenhearted about the Carl Lawson development here, but uh, I think as a jets fan, I don't want to be around. <laughs> All right. Just stay on the on the positive side of things, and um, I'll go with this for their slogan. The New York Jets. A boy will lead them.
What do you think? It's like the music my aunt listens to. It's yeah. like the start I of like a long journey. He's a. He, we've talked about him appearing to be a small, not small, because he's not small, but uh, just a boy. Uh, I like it because it's like the beginning of a long adventure. You don't have to get to the end. You don't have to get to the Lord of the Ring yet. This is like the start of nine hours straight. Get, I mean, get a lot of boys are very disorganized. <laughs> They're still figuring things out. So I, I hope that when you say boy, that you're not looking for the pure traits of a person who's not an adult to lead a franchise. I, well, I hear it's like, what you're uh, there's, you, you, you get it, Mark. You have some biblical uh, knowledge. I mean, uh, a young child will lead them. The, we're looking at him as a Christ-like figure more than ever now that uh, what's happening on the other side of the football. I mean, this comes a week after you compared this to your Sam Darnold fetish and said, I'm not going down this road again. I'm more <laughs> philosophical this time. And now you've compared him to... I am. I, okay. I am trying to take a step back, especially after the news of today. I am, again, fully aware of the, the curse that my organization is still dealing with after the Joe Namath Super Bowl. Like, I'm sti- I understand that, so I'm trying to take a step back. But the organization, they need to get behind the young kid now more than ever. The a- AFC North, how about your Cleveland Browns, Mark? I didn't do one for them. All right. Anybody else? Mm, nice. No big all right. <laughs> How about this? If I knew we were going. If I knew the format was going through all thirty-two teams, yeah, then, I feel grossly yeah. unprepared now. I think it's fine that it's some ready. get no attention. They're yeah, still workshop. They, they don't okay. deserve a slogan. How about for the Browns? Do you trust us? Mm. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's where they're. I got one for the Bengals the challenge. Too. Don't trust us. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, the Bengals could just be <laughs> check the dossier. <laughs> I have one for the Bengals too. I, I do too. It's a little bit more of an in-house slogan to everyone who works there. It says, please line up at the machine in the corner over there to punch your time cards each day at 5 p.m. Paychecks will be direct deposited or mailed in paper form on Fridays at 11 a.m. <laughs> just check the box. That's just, good. Just it's do your good job. to get that information out there. Low level. It's, it's like that's internal information, but it's also in case they miss like an, an email. If it's on like the media guide, uh, they'll probably see it there. Bingo. <laughs> Who else had one? I, I just went with it's football because, like, you know, it's it's, it's very like straightforward and legal. Yeah. Um, because like you're not promising anybody anything. Um, and theoretically, the product that you're putting out there is is football. Yeah, so. stadiums downtown. I didn't realize like how much the stadium is very just downtown and walkable till. Uh, being in Cincinnati this summer. It's just like, hey, what a great day. Good. How about that? It's, it's the football. Cincinnati Bengals. The stadium is downtown. Why not? <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, for Steelers, I had, we're still here, Mark. And Ooh. Connor, for that matter. I like that a lot. Mine is, mine is similar, um, but it's, if you thought our fans were obnoxious before, just wait until the Sevenge Revenge Tour. Ooh. <laughs> not wrong just edit out the word revenge there upon reading it um (laughs) all right for the ravens i had preseason is the reason for the season (laughs) and uh the ravens are riding well actually we actually have a trailer um that i wanted to debut on the show uh for the baltimore ravens because this podcast is very exciting in a world where exhibition football was mocked diminished and marginalized one team had the guts to take a stand. Five years. 18 victories. 
Big rush coming. McSorley throws. Touchdown. Zero defeats. Banyan off the play fake throws. Intercepted. The Baltimore Ravens simply won't lose. It means a lot. I mean, it means, you know, whether it's a winning streak or just the, the idea of, of how you approach the game. I just think it's a credit to the players in terms of preparation and the coaches over the years in terms of the, we run a good training camp, an off-season program, and guys are ready to play. You know, good fundamental football. And that's what wins, whether it's preseason or season or whatever it might be. So This August, the hay is in the barn. The hay's in the barn. How much fun is that? Summer school <laughs> is in session. Makes the catch as he inbounds. For and the Baltimore Ravens are going streaking in the quad. We're going streaking! Yeah. Can they be beat? No fucking way. Coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> streaking in the quad. <laughs> they better not go one and two now. I mean, um, shout out. That is amazing production work by everyone Erica, involved. Beautiful. Great, great voice. And great job by Rick Gosselin for pointing out the 18-game winning streak. Because I don't think anyone even noticed <laughs> other than him. You know how relieved John Harbaugh was when somebody brought it up? Like, he was just like, oh, thank God. Uh, okay, let me talk he about leaked this. It. Yeah. My, my slogan, um, we're not just crab cakes and Cal Ripken anymore. It doesn't feel as, like, meaningful after hearing that video. <laughs> that was Jason Zumwalt, of course, on the voiceover. Wow. What a talent. A talent, yep. AFC South. Let's see. I got Texans. See you in 2025. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I have a Texans yeah. one. Okay. Um, it, the main slogan that you would see all around the stadium is called Ride the Multicolored Turtle from Sheba with an exclamation mark. And it's like, hey, so what does that mean? But in the small type... Um, it says every fan ages three and up receives a tab of LSD with their game day ticket. Place said tab under tongue during the national anthem. One in 16 becomes a gorgeous rainbow. We respect you. <laughs> just so imagine, instructional. Yeah, just imagine the, the billboard there. It's going all around the stadium. I love it. I do um, like the instructional nature of your slogans, Mark. I'm not very good at slogans, so I, you know. I've got I've got some are. Texans related ones, which is okay. just um, the 2021 Jacksonville Jaguars. We're not the Texans. <laughs> just think like that would be like a, a big hit, and then the Texans uh, 21 21 slogan, which is just stop asking. <laughs> right, right. Just stop the, asking. Leave us Sean, alone. Deshaun Watson's lack of awareness was outrageous when he kind of barked at a, a cameraman that was training. The lens on him as he's walking off the practice field last week. It's like the same thing every day. What like upset that you're being put on camera, dude? You you're kind of a story, yeah. whether you want to be or not. Jenny Brentis, this. by the way, um, doing like incredible work. I am thankful for her. I'm thankful for she's all over this companies like way. Sports Illustrated that don't have television deals, you know, with the NFL that are able to do this sort of reporting because we, we get a lot of grief and we've talked about this, you know, Deshaun Watson quite a bit, I think, but I think the NFL media gets a lot of um, understandable and needed grief for how like we've handled Deshaun Watson. But it's like uh, ESPN, if you have noticed ESPN pro football talk with NBC, like everyone who are also employees of the NFL because they're getting paid by the NFL because they're partners, their coverage is, is just as, um, Regrettable, I would say, would be my word. Like it's it's a tough one. 
Yeah. It's I, on my radar. For for the slogan, like, so I at first I imagined, like, you know, what the Texans need to do is lean into what they are uh, beyond, you know, kind of the tire fire that's engulfed the organization, which is like they just have this hilarious old man as a head coach and who's just comically lost. And, like, I, I would drape on the sides of the stadium, like, these large like powerful pictures of him, like almost like Stalin in, in Russia. You know what I mean? And then sure. like, and then like just Sean Payton in, in the year he yeah. was suspended. And then the, those big posts. True do propaganda. We, do, do we get beeps on this? Can I, can I say sure. something? Can get a be, yeah, rip, yeah, yeah. So it'd be like, you know, it's just like, it's Cully time, motherfucker. You know, like really <laughs> like, into it. you know, like everything's gotta be like Cully, you know, like it just like really bang the people over the head with it, you know? You got to put the focus somewhere if you're management trying to get the fan base excited. Build it around Grandpa Cully. All right, AFC West um, for the Chargers, and this is like my mom's old thing where she says, uh, "If you say something you don't want to happen, don't spit in the sky." Well, hmm. how about Chargers? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Are they saying I that like with confidence? That. Like we feel confident. Hey, what yeah. possibly go wrong? It, it, it has been right. a pretty quiet month, um, which get which gets to my Charger slogan too, which is just "Have you seen Justin Herbert?" That's all. Just like who That's else? That's like an actual slogan they could use on a billboard here. <laughs> like, please. It's like Rams don't have, have Justin Herbert. Like, have you seen Justin Herbert? This is amazing. We lucked into this guy. What about don't make your season ticket package a business decision? Actually, go to the games. <laughs> I had see I went in a different direction there. I had for the Chargers, you had me at hello. Uh because have you listened to Brandon Staley talk? Like this Thank is the you. most engaging human on planet Earth. Mm. Like it's um what's the line from Superbad? It's like the first time I heard the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> watching their little um watching their little snippet of I and, and I'm granted I'm I'm like uh I, I'm the target audience there. I just melt into a puddle every time I hear like rapid fire coach talk. Like you and that. Mark, but, he, he yeah. is right there. No, with we're on, yeah. we're two peas in a pod with Staley, and I, I'm with yeah. you. He sold me on like that first round of <laughs> pressers that he did. I was like, you know, listening to a beautiful nerd, um, and I don't mean like a bad version of a nerd, like the good aspects of a nerd. On Sundays, um, you can going, literally run across from the office. I realized, like, I guess we should have known this, but it, like, the entrance is literally like. A hundred feet away from our office, you could just run over in the middle and watch your boy Brandon Staley. Sounds no. chaotic. I don't That's know if you true. could get in. They're, they'll have a. By the time we actually get there, I'm sure they'll have a seven foot wall with barbed wire. <laughs> there, there is a wall <laughs> separating there us. There's a wall, but you know you gotta move around. Like, oh, do you, sir? Do you have 175 dollars to enter the stadium? No. Um, I got the out. Chiefs in this division All right. too. Um, got? my my chief slogan is. Be grateful for our existence. <laughs> Just like have some gratitude, Chiefs fans. You haven't had a, no, that's uh, fair. a, a playoff win in what twenty plus years before Mahomes. This is the best part. It's like why I always say week one is the best week of the NFL season because you got the most ahead of you. It's like this is still the best part of the Mahomes experience. You're in year four. You've already got a Super Bowl in your pocket. You went to another. Like 
everything is ahead of you. Just be grateful. Well, you can I just say like I, a lack of gratitude? Like I was going to say, I was at first. I said fair point. I said, what, what evidence does Greg have that the Chiefs fan base isn't? No, just a good reminder. Of, as these, as the years, maybe I'm projecting like a pre-scolding. As, it's a pre-scolding. as a Patriots fan, <laughs> like they, the Patriots fans still had all that gratitude going into 2004. I would say. Like that was the time where it started stacking these years oh, up. Oh, so and you're that's looking where ahead it, here. Yeah, it really turned into obnoxious um, fan behavior. Around it, right around that. All right, um, let's move to. Well, I have for the Raiders. If we stink, it's Mayock's fault, or maybe the QBs. <laughs> <All> that deflection <laughs> over like that. in the the desert. All right, NFC, NFC whoa, East. Whoa, whoa, we're missing. Whoa, you got one. You got another one. We're missing the Denver Broncos. Right. Oh, what do you got? Uh, you have to say it in the right voice. And I kind of been practicing it a little bit. Um, it's kind of like football, like mom used to make, you know, like it has to be like in a really like Italian voice. And I, I think the reason that I like it is because their their coach is an old Italian man from Scranton. And like he's built this like dream vision of a, of a team that like right. a, a, an elderly man from Scranton would build like this in, unstoppable defense, uh, a running game, a great offensive line and perhaps a quarterback. We don't know. Like there might not be one, but uh, it, you know, in in that way, it's sort of like if I'm going out, I'm going out exactly how you know uh, I, I I would my my 90 year old high school football coach would go out. <laughs> Hunter's slogans all sound like like slogans, like they've been tested, no, like you, like you, you scored well with the fans and focus groups. I love it. I, yeah, you know, I, so that's why I didn't do a lot of them. But you know, the the work that went into this, you know, was where you're hitting staggering. home runs. Yeah, you're hitting, you're hitting home, runs. home runs exactly. Yeah. You only play against um, lefty pitchers, uh, but you mash. Your OPS is through the roof in your platoon role. Um, in the NFC, let's start with the uh, East. For the Washington football team, we can't have a slogan until we have a name. That's that's where I'm coming from. Mm. I know I'm, I'm not uh, probably uh, being outnumbered three to one on, oh, it's so cool, Washington well, that's football Well, that's why my, my slogan would be more leaning into it, which is more that we are the football team. Like well, that's pretty. They're good. the ones that. It's pretty good. Oh, well, they have the list of the all the names they're considering. Um, I'm not we a fan a of almost team. any of them at all. Like I, I would stick with football team. Like the rest if of them. They win to the me division. Just... They're not changing the name. I'm. I. I would. I would put a sandwich on it. That's I a love kind of. We are the football team because I'm picturing it on a billboard and it's so stupid. But then you look at it and it's like that's pretty good. You got to bold it out. You got to bold the the out. You know, or something, or make it all right. caps. The, the, the you know, you got to make that part exciting. Yeah, I would uh, just go with like, please, please don't call us the defenders. Would be like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> because that's going to get so uncomfortable, like right away. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, or how about if the defense falls off a cliff and at some point is it the worst defense in the league for five years and your nickname is the defenders? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. that's a good point. That's a good point. And you, I don't know who came up with some of these names. In your face. Ones um, like the Red Pigs or the Red Hogs. Like, what do we – come on here. The Red Pigs. Is that up for – I like that a lot, and I don't think that's one of them. But that, Red Pigs would Some, be fantastic. Delicious. Someone online photoshopped uh, <laughs> the red the, Ter- Terry McLaurin in a Red Wolves jersey. I guess Red Wolves was a thing. And, like, there was, like, these claws, them, yeah. claws coming down, like, bloody – claws coming down his shoulders and then it's and then the their slogan it was like washington red wolves we won't concern ourselves with the opinions of sheep you know because oh, no. and i was just like wow like that would be so bad that it would be the best thing for the franchise like that's what you do you you lean yeah. into the worst like nickname of all time and you just totally rebrand 
I, I really like that. I feel like the, the guiding principle should be if you could if the name conjures up an image of Jake Rudin as your quarterback, um, then you you're not a professional like NFL level team name. And go yeah. back to the uh, the shop. Um, all right, uh, for the New York Giants, uh, Ricky, can you play the the Mara clip um, from his recent press availability? We're all in the hot seat. You know, I mean, with, with our fans in particular, we've given them too many losing seasons. It's time for us to start winning. But, no, I wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't say that's an accurate statement. The New York Giants, even the freaking owner is on the hot seat. Mm. No one's ever heard of that before. It's never happened. <laughs> An owner has never been on the hot seat until the 2021 New York Giants. I believe it. I think he, he resigns in shame if the Giants go 7-10. and 10. No you doubt. guys buy it? Totally. He'd walk away from it all. He he's literally been saying this every year <laughs> since well, I started covering the team in 2010. And there's uh, like every year he comes out and does his yearly availability, and then someone says, "Is there a playoff mandate?" And he said, "We're all on the hot seat." Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> but a quick like boring story is like when Tom Coughlin was there, the big thing was every year he had a slogan, and it was terrible, and it was always like from some picture book he probably read on general Patton or something like that right before the season started and picture book. But, but it was like a very like <laughs> frantic thing where it was like wh- which beat reporter is gonna be the first guy to identify the slogan and like sometimes the players would in the very early days of twitter like maybe hashtag it and then you're like is that the slogan and like you know and then you'd get there and it'd be like burn the boats or you know we're going all in <laughs> or like you know uh, secure the borders or something, you know, like w- one of those things. And <laughs> that's and what that- McCarthy did with the Austin Powers thing. He clearly watched that on Netflix, uh, and and decided, oh yeah, Mojo. That's that's our whole thing. But which, by the way, if you had a whole off season to prepare a speech and and that's what you came up with, like, <laughs> it's like not a good and, sign. and you knew you were going to be on Hard Knocks, like if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm like, who the hell did I hire? I like, think it's just it's human capacity we're we're dealing with there. I don't think I think one, you know, it's my number one takeaway from every Hard Knocks season is, has any one of these speeches ever helped any team at all? Like, think of the amount of man hours wasted. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure maybe a couple of them have, but for the most part, think of, like, all the time that's wasted that's not helped anyone in one, like, degree. <laughs> and they'd still just do it all the time. Speaking of the Cowboys, anybody got one for them? Ooh, I, I, I have one. I, I have offense not available in certain participating locations. Uh, just because it's like, uh, I, I guess it was like a way to get to the fact that like Mike McCarthy sort of lied about everything that he knew about offense leading up to this and that sometimes they look really great and then sometimes they look like the 2011 Packers. And so, um, depending on which game you, you attend, you you really don't know what, what's coming. So you're not buying McCarthy's epiphany year where he apparently Mm. went out and, was you know downloaded into the motherboard like eighty eight thousand other offensive concepts, and he come back and it's just the same guy. <laughs> Don't he forget like, about mojo moments, guys. You got to factor told, that into the offense this year. He told Peter King, he's like, I'm gonna hire eleven math guys, and like, and then you go to like the the team uh, the team website, and it's like, where are the math guys? There's no. It's <laughs> yeah, the same thing. Like, you gotta yeah. be a subscriber to get, oh, yeah, to, get yeah, in, yeah. to get to the math guy section. Yeah, he hired like eleven sixth grade math teachers <laughs> at an area elementary schools and middle schools. And even then, um, they could teach him like you know, hey, let's go for it on fourth. I've got the uh, the Eagles, um, which uh, the slogan would be Sirianni, more like Siri Yummy. <laughs> oh, okay. So. <laughs> 
All right. Just, Haven't seen it in person like yet. The, yeah, lean into um, the sex appeal, appeal you're to, saying? Yeah, yeah, to younger women, to everyone. Just like it's Siri Yummy. All right. I like that. Uh, back say- to Cowboys. I had uh, Clean Gooch, Full Hearts Can't Lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's money. That maybe you, get, maybe you get on uh, Hard Knocks again with Gooch that. this week in Hard Knocks, but I, I was not familiar with that. Really? Thing. Neither was Dan, apparently. No, um, was not. No, I wasn't. Huh. That area of the body. You're showing your age. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I don't, I don't give a very shit. Well, we still day, have that area of the body, so she's, it's not like we aren't. We still <laughs> are part of the experience. <laughs> I mean, I will give it to the youth of America. I actually like Gooch better than uh, oh, yeah, the other that's, ones. That's right. I think I think you guys have hit on something here. Good job with everything else too. Um, NFC North. Anybody got one from the North? Missing the Giants. I have by the way, for the, the I have two for the the what? So what's that, Connor? You missing the Giants in the East? All right. What do you got for the Giants? We ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> Roddy Piper. No, Jesse Predator. Predator. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, just because I, I was there for the practice where Joe Judge freaked out and every, made everybody do laps and push-ups, and it was oh. uh, it was phenomenal. It was like uh, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before in my life. And it was do you fantastic. think? Do you get the vibe that that's a uh, he's kind of messing with something here? He's in a little bit of uh, putting himself in danger. Put it that way. In 2021, with this type of style, do you think this is going to work long term? Even long term, being December. This is the bellwether. I actually wrote this. That this is the bellwether for whether anybody else is going to try this again, right? Mm. Like, he is the last guy, I feel like, if this doesn't work, then the tough guy coach goes basically out the window. Mm. Like Bel- And then Belichick is the stake. last guy that's able to do that. A you know? judge. Because you, so you can't come in hot anymore and, and do that. You have to, like, in, in five years, everybody is going to look like, um, like, like Kyle Shanahan. Like, the official coaching uniform will change from like a polo to like a patagonia sleeveless vest and like a checkered gingham shirt on the sideline like everyone's gonna look like that guy you know yeah i don't know if that's a good thing either you just no. this this approach works if you win look at belichick it's like he gotta win that's that's what matters the most um nfc north i got i got the vikings right which is you got? uh you know which is just no, it's not COVID. Um, or, or like, or like, oh, it's just a cold. How does that look on a billboard? Yeah. How does that look? Yeah. Like, you know, just be like, maybe it's or, like a video or you can say like, put your mask on. Our quarterback's about to call a play. You know, uh, and uh, what uh, if like the the Viking uh, helmet or the logo or whoever their mascot is, and then it's just locked in a a, a glass or a plexiglass cage, like the quarterback wants to be. Like you just kind of get I that like out that. there. Imagery. It's a visual, yeah. Um, um, I've got the Packers, uh, which, yeah. which uh, their slogan's going to be like, okay, 13-3 and three wasn't good enough for you. Watch this. <laughs> I have a Packers one, too. Um, Just be happy. With this Packers one, you'd need to – you'd have to imagine yourself um, in the stadium. The, this Elton John version of this song is blasting, in the, and the tagline is the bitch back. <laughs> okay, that's good. Our little that's complaining short. quarterback is back in the house, but then you oh. sell it in a different way. I don't know how he's gonna. He's probably gonna put that on Gutekunst when he sees the billboard outside. That, you uh, know what? You know what? Madison. For all these people that are so hardcore on the other side, they can view it through that lens. It's really through whatever you want to see it as. I like that. The Lions. Um, you know, this is a rebuilding situation for the Lions, so you got to kind of look to find your positives here. How about. Detroit Lions, we have the strongest coach. 
And then just like leave that. it at that. They do. Physically, he's the strongest coach. I, it's absolutely true. I mean, he is a guy like he looks good getting off the bus. They always say that about football teams. Why not your coaching staff? Well, more and more so. I think that's true. My Lions one was um, you could pair it with that um, if times get tough, but you can switch over to Little House on the Prairie after the first quarter if you wish. <laughs> it's fine. We totally get it. <laughs> I love that you keep those Little House I, on the Prairie refs strong in the 21st century. Man. I was thinking it would be funny if one of the slogans and the Lions, I guess, would fit for this was just like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, that's mean. That's mean right. I think uh, it's... It, more like, you know, we're, we're trying the Mike Vrabel thing, you know, like Lions. Like, we're trying okay. the Mike Vrabel thing, you know? Okay. We're just, you know, see if they could do it, you know? NFC South. I got one for the Saints. Do your job, even if we didn't do our job reinforcing our roster in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Saints big one. Ha- big Sean Payton head. Yeah, Mark. My, my Saints one is, FYI, we might kind of bite butt. <laughs> TBD, just a heads up. And you kind of just had that as like a long why banner are, that goes. Why are you so negative? Um, but uh, my, my Saints one is, if you love the 2020 Pats, you'll love us. Oh. <laughs> I was sort of saying the same thing, Greg. <laughs> pretty, that's what I mean. It's, I think I we're all bad. saying the same I feel, thing. That's why I feel bad. We're all, we're all piling on a little bit. I was going to say, Blake, please, please enjoy Sean Payton as the head coach of your 2022 Dallas Cowboys. Would be We're still. I love that. Dots. That's one of my favorite rumors. I do have a Panthers one, uh, which is, "Who rules? Matt rules." <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> Sam Darnold better play along to make that billboard make sense. Can I, I had we could have had Justin to left? Fields? I mean, I feel like that. The, you know, the fans are thinking it, so why not make it the slogan? Uh, finally, unless you had one there in the south. Connor, I know you got to get going in a minute. My Panthers one was just, uh, can our quarterback throw to the left? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the uh, NFC West. This is kind of a real one for me. The Seahawks, cook or die. This is it. Mm. Just lean into it. Give Russ 17 weeks, and if he falls on his face, you learn something about him, the offense, mm. the state of this team. Cook or die. Cook Don't or die. I do like the short ones, I have to admit. Uh, those those just they sing. What I have a Niners else? one. You want a okay. Niners one? Yeah. This would be on 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 top of the big bell bottom. They build like a hundred yard long billboard that also goes up about thirty yards, and it just says, "Anyone smell a think piece?" But I think what's going to happen with this team is it's going to be everyone, all all everyone, including me. Everyone loves Shanahan, and when Shanahan does a lot of amazing stuff with Trey Lance. The fanboys, and it's kind of, I just feel kind of like something that I thought I liked a lot more than other people. Everyone's going to like Kyle Shanahan the same and write a billion by week five or six insane thing pieces all over the internet about what he's done with Trey Lance and the revolution. And so that sign is just going to be like, you know, anyone smell a think piece. We should do these slogans at the beginning of training camp. I feel like we're getting like a cynical fourth week of training camp. Uh, We're ready for the season to start a bunch of slogans. But I do have a 49ers one, too. Uh, mine is, uh, this is going to be just like 2012 without that Harbaugh timeout. (laughs) (laughs) I see a theme with yours as well, Greg, a lot of callbacks to past seasons. Some people will have to do maybe a Wikipedia search, but they'll connect those dots. Yeah, that's that's fair. The 49ers fans know. I feel like, yeah, it's directed. I've got a Cardinals one, but I will need, uh, Ricky to, to bring it up for us if she's there. Hey, a sailor. 
If you're looking for a good time with a team that feels destined to go 8-8-1, eight, eight, and one, come on over, big boy. What the? <laughs> that was the Cardinals? <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're just kind of selling yeah. what they are. Probably the, one of the most likely teams in the league to go 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one for the first time in NFL history. But it could be fun. Remember our uh, ATN intern? Yeah. yeah. What was his name or her name? Kyle. Kyle. That's right. <laughs> that's the slogan for the 49ers. Kyle. <laughs> All right, Connor. <laughs> you have a podcast to record. Yeah, you got and and you should listen to it. You going to listen to it? You want to listen to it? Uh right now or Well, when you're done, you know. Yes, yeah, so what it, I'll it comes, do is it this comes what out I'm on Mondays. Do. I gotta pick up. You're my taping kids it from... Thursday to come out on Monday. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. That's cutting edge. What ha- what happens if anything happens at all between now and then? <laughs> we do we do add segments. Uh, we we've done that. Uh, Sunday is normally like our our wiggle room day. You know, just in Very case anything gets crazy. Right. You know, I'm gonna give wow. it a listen for your for your. That sake. seems like a yeah. Okay. Well, yes, yeah, we're gonna listen. A, there's You've an asked. entire week of preseason uh, ahead. So if you're looking for, you know. Slightly older content. I just <laughs> tune in <laughs> Monday. <laughs> anyway, Sorry, check Connor. it out. The it is the MMQB uh, podcast, I believe it's called. Correct. That's it. Yeah. And follow Connor at Connor Orr. That's one N two R's on the last name. One R on the first name. It just made it even more complicated to try to find him, but <laughs> you'll find him. And one day he'll be the the cover story. For a Super Bowl gamer, I feel it, Connor. You're a, you're a hero forever. Well, it was great to see you guys, and thank you for having me on. And uh, let's uh, let's all get together soon. Ah, now that we've all got the jab, <laughs> get the jab, get the, everybody, get the jab. Yeah. All right, there he goes, Connor. Orr. There he goes, the iconic Connor. Or get him the key to the city, my not. If you're still listening, I don't know if the man in power, um was involved uh that was involved with the initial mm-hmm. gift giving is still in office but a lot uh, of political upheavals have gone down since 2015 <laughs> or whenever that right. story was hopefully the minot uh infrastructure is still in place because they were why not people. Minot? he was um, an operative too i don't think he was like the highest i think he was a regular guy who listened <laughs> the to the operative. show so i'm not sure what his deal was by the way like minot north dakota has some of the grisliest ties to the son of sam case that you will find anywhere, which I believe mm-hmm. I've tried to get you guys. I've texted you all this before. No one ever responds. But um, <laughs> now Netflix, I believe it's Netflix or Prime, has this Son of Sam's documentary. And Minot is featured hardcore in, like, episode three. So if you are a deep diver, check it out. All right. If, if I do get into I don't that, want the key I'll to that see, city after what I saw. But yeah. oh, it's really? a tough spot when you, like, wake up on a Saturday and you see the three-tiered... Sessler uh, tweet storm or text storm from like one thirty in the morning the night before about the son of Sam because it's like the next morning like do you respond then it's like why why no apologies even? for sharing my interest with my <laughs> cohorts and friends I'll I'll step away from that please never stop sending it I I yeah don't always re- reply because whatever's going on on Mark time wherever you are sometimes just does not connect with what's going on in. Other people's times, so I don't, I can't really interface. But I, I also like suspect you have portal. me on mute in various um, formats at times. So I've never had that. you on mute, never. Okay. All right, as promised. Before we go, uh, 
You heard Chris uh, in a little flashback to 2013 when he first... Uh, by the way, you didn't just hear Chris. You actually heard a little snippet of the producer that stole our Stitcher. That was a, it's a oh, real okay. time I machine. I didn't know that. Okay. That's what that was from. Got it. <laughs> and it's great to hear Wes's voice. And Ricky uh, did a great job digging up the rest of what I believe is a early conversation about the famed Bengals dossier. So um, as opposed to playing out with our standard uh, music play out, I will say this. Heed the call. And now we throw it to, you know, we hop in the time machine uh, when we're all together. Uh, and Wes was explaining to us his divorce from his boyhood team. Take it away, Mr. Wesley. Wesley, and I couldn't help notice you came into the office today with a big file of 1987 paperwork or something like, my, like that. This, what is, this what like is my this? Math Check t-shirt. out the highlights and underlines and everything. So this is, wow, there it is. <laughs> That's wow. the holy grail. That is exactly what Wes has been speaking of for weeks. He has an entire file. What? How do you describe it again? It, it, well, it was a legal file folder when I used to work at a law firm. Yes, I had one of the legal files, but it's now in like a hanging file folder. But what is it exactly? This is my evidence for why I broke up with the Bengals about 15 <laughs> years ago. It's uh, various articles and research about how they ran their operation at the time and why I felt the need after they left me at the altar. To not go back to uh, their loving arms. This is a, this is wonderful madness. Wes. This is insane. He has highlighted articles from Salon.com places. That <laughs> Remember King Kaufman from Salon.com? Don't even exist anymore. Some weird iteration of ESPN. He has a 1998 article from the Inquirer entitled Mike Brown's What's Contribution that? to the Lunatic Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, Bengals charging $3 for tap water? <laughs> That's the most Bengals article ever. I like how you, you could, ever. Clearly, this all these were printed up on a Netscape browser with a 56k <laughs> dial-up connection. Hey, at, look, like I don't a library computer lounge. I don't take sports loyalty lightly, and if you're going to break up with your team, I think you have to have a you have to make a case. Have you I, ever I made felt, a case. Have they ever lured you back to potential fandom, and then you've gone to visit this legal file for? Evidence no. of why not? No. Did no. you? Were you doing this at the time, or then you decided, okay, I'm going to break <laughs> up, and then I went back and printed all these out? I would say half and half. Like some of those articles are from '98 when I broke up with them, and then maybe by 2002 they were having another re- really historically <laughs> awful season, and I thought, okay, maybe I have to remind myself of why I broke up with this. And team. did, <laughs> and did you ever pre- did you ever present your case is there someone that you do present such a case to well every once in a while there'll be some very short-sighted ignorant fan who will have this opinion that you can never break up with a team and you have they think loyalty is only a one-way street the fan has to be loyal but the franchise doesn't and at that point maybe i can go get my research and show them why exactly this people forget because the Bengals have had a few good re- years how bad of an operation they were right it was a, for dry a long spell. long time the worst operation i've seen in sports I I have one that's accusing Mike Brown of breaking constitutional rights of freedom of speech. I have another, (laughs) which I forgot about, where the Bengals, I guess, lightly threatened to move to Cleveland. Did you remember this at all? No, that sounds outrageous. People forget about all the egregious things they did. How can the Bengals threaten to move to another city with a team that already implanted? No, was was it during the... Hey, look, I I was hoping they'd go. I'm looking at something here. Wes scrawled it in crayon that the Bengals... (laughs) And Brown were in the grassy knoll in, in Dallas, 63. <laughs> well, this now is we, madness. We understand Wesseling's 
Uh, divorce from the Bengals better. I don't. I still don't understand. It actually leaves more questions than answers. <laughs> we can talk about this over beers. We will, and we will. I don't know how we get back on track because I want to dig through. <laughs> Literally, I I feel like we're not describing it properly. There's probably what three hundred pieces of paper in yeah, that file. Yeah, we will uh, take a photo of this and uh, send it out on our tri- Twitter account. Yeah, some highlights, and and you guys can take a look. Oh boy, you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.